Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Drunk women Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Just me making that noise for the next hour. (laughs) Lovely ladies and gentlemen, we are drunk women solving crime. Give me a cheer if you listen to the podcast. Oh, I like you in tonight. Okay, good. And give me a cheer if you've never heard of us. Okay, well, welcome. Well, for you lot, I am Hannah George. Let's introduce the detectives. We've got Taylor Glenn. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing very well. I'm the American. Um, (laughs) But God, I love Ireland. It is just stunning. (laughs) Look at the architecture. I mean, how this dates back so decades, decades. (laughs) So beautiful. No, it's great to be here. (laughs) And of course, we're joined by Katie Wilkins. Katie, say hello. Hello. It's all right. No, you don't know me yet. It's okay. <laughs> very shy. I'm a stranger. No. I just, I wanted, this is a special episode for me. I want to do a shout out. My mum is in the audience. Yay! My oh. mum is here. The woman that taught me everything I know about white wine. 
it. Mainly that it needs to be kept chilled. That is the main thing. So if we any, uh, any listeners to the podcast are wondering why Katie's not bringing her foul mouth out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, you don't want to see. You haven't met my mum, have you? Oh, shall I give you two of my fun facts about my mum? Yes. I'm not going to tell them the bad stuff, mum. Oh, are you there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, hiya. Um, hiya. Hi, mum. She's all our mum. It's weird. <laughs> um, t- right, fun facts. My mum's a tough lady. So a couple of years ago, uh, my mum like accidentally dislocated her shoulder, just popped it back in all by herself. <laughs> That's fun fact number one. Fun fact number two, I wasn't allowed to watch Jim Will Fix It when I was a kid because my mum always thought he was creepy. <laughs> so, uh, a round of applause for the mum of the year. <laughs> Soothsayer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will just quickly explain the format to those of you that don't know us. Basically, we have got a guest who's going to come on in a moment, and they are going to tell us about a time they were a victim of a crime. Then I have a true crime case that I have researched. These guys know nothing about. We're going to do it in a kind of quiz-style format. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then at the end, one of you will come up and tell us about a time you were the victim of a crime. Um, just just so you know where the bar's at, a uh, couple of nights ago, we had a woman who was accused of a murder. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> You know, and then last night, um, somebody left Pizza Express without paying. So, uh, a real, real mix. Yeah, just don't do either of those, is what I'm saying. Um, so, what do you think? Oh, and there's a prize, though. There is a prize. If you tell us your crime, you get one of these, assuming we don't drink it. (laughs) (laughs) That is a six pound bottle of carver. So, uh, six (laughs) seventy (laughs) five. Uh, I think it's about time to bring out our guest. What do you think? I think so. We do are- you think so? Do you feel happy? Yeah. <laughs> are you having a good time? Yeah. Yes, now we're ready. <laughs> Woo! Taylor's the needy one. <laughs> My gentlemen. mom's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are absolutely honoured to have her with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Janie Godley! Hello. Hello. Uh, are you just drunk yet? Yeah, I fucking hate drunk women. You know? <laughs> Sinem Tabs didn't mean all of that. Just seriously. <laughs> that was Scottish for I'm drunk. <laughs> That's how drunk Scottish women talk. Don't even start me cactory. <laughs> Everybody's called cactory. <laughs> Well, hiya. <laughs> Actually, oh, you, your name is Catherine, isn't it? Yeah. So. yeah. Don't even me, Catherine! <laughs> <laughs> fucking people up to high joy or Magnus just come down and she's been lying about fell off a fucking veranda right on your two piece three. <laughs> That's how the drunk woman in my oh family my sound. Oh. <laughs> I and sort then, of want to listen to that podcast. <laughs> I, I'm not so much interested. I do that for Ashley and she just stares at me like, what the fuck? You saying? Well, that's the words like your family talk like your posh middle class couscous eating pony riding bastard. <laughs> and that shuts her up. So. <laughs> 
Uh, Janie, we have one question on this podcast. Yes. And the question is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Oh, gee, fuck yeah. Like 90. <laughs> it's just like, I was standing back there going, which one will I go for? <laughs> we don't want to do the murder. We don't want to do the child abuse. I'll go for the one where I was accused of possessing guns and Semtex and I get put in prison overnight. Oh, yeah. Well, we've we've not had it before. <laughs> Catherine Ryan didn't tell that story. So. I thought that was the easiest one to go for. Okay, please. <laughs> Let's hear it. Oh, right. Um, so I, I married into this really weird gangstery family. My husband's, it's the seven brothers. It's a bit like the Von Trapp family, but without the happiness and the singing. <laughs> um... My husband hasn't spoken to his six brothers in 25 years. In fact, one of them died recently, the first time one of them died. And I said to my husband, your brother's died, and to this day, he still hasn't asked me which one it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's how estranged this family are. Um, So anyway, back in 1993, um, I had a pub with my husband and Ashley. Um, We get the pub renovated, so we had to move into his dad's house. His dad had just died, quite inconveniently. And, um, you know, uh, his mother died when he was 13 because she had seven sons, and I think she died of boredom. (laughs) So... Anyway, getting to the crime, um, we were all in the house and in the middle of the night, or maybe like five in the morning, the police came and they said, because my husband's family were a bit dodgy, and they said, oh, we're here for the Arams. And I'm like, somebody's Paul Arams after something? <laughs> <laughs> Have you chopped off somebody's arm? <laughs> and then I thought, fuck no, and I was absolutely naked in the bed and the police... <laughs> Why wouldn't you? It's your house. So I don't understand why that's weird. Anyway, <laughs> the police went, get up at the bed. I went, you know, I'm naked. Can I get a house coat? He went, no. I went, good. <laughs> Check out my fanny. <laughs> and he ran out the room. So, And then I turned to my husband and I did that thing that people who had been married a long time do. We did the eye thing where I went, I'll, I'll do it forward. You, you just imagine you're how mad I did. <laughs> And he did. <laughs> and I went, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. So they found quite a lot of guns. They found Semtex. They found things. And then the police said, um, and what we did, we did with Ashley was she had a teddy bear called Mr. Bovey. Mr. Bovey was the family lawyer. The police didn't know that. And inside <laughs> the teddy bear's pocket was the lawyer's phone number. So I said to Ashley, you need to leave and go um, out of this house. Go with your auntie, take Mr. Bovey. She had already been prepped for this. <laughs> she was seven. And she went out, phoned the lawyer, Mr. Bovey, the police in the, there's police in the house. And that's all she had to say. So anyway, um, they came and they found quite... And then they put me and my husband in the, the cells. And um, they were saying, who do the guns belong to? And I'm like, well, <laughs> clearly they're not mine. It's not like I've went into the fucking Tesco's, like, what a cue, you know? <laughs> I was like, are you serious? And then they said to me, you're married to the quiet one. I was like, well, he's not quiet with me, but whatever. <laughs> and they said, um, you know, you, and this is the back in the 90s, very big, the Sweeney police tactic. He went, you know your husband's fucking around with other women. <laughs> And I went, I genuinely couldn't care if he's fucking your wife. I'm being possessed with guns and Semtex here. <laughs> I don't care if he's fingering your ma. <laughs> I have bigger fucking fish to fry here. <laughs> In fact, I hope he's fucking your wife because she looks like she might need a smile. <laughs> so that was my crime. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh man. I think my favourite line was guns, semtex and things. There was masks, there was chains, there was gloves and I don't fucking know. His family when my husband's got autism, so there's not even the good autism where he can draw London with his eyes shut. <laughs> It's the irritating autism. A guy online said, oh, your husband's in the IRA. And I said to my husband, are you in the IRA? Because, you know, he's quite sneaky. You never know. <laughs> and he said, no, and I'll tell you for why. I don't like a fabric on my face. <laughs> Not the sectarianism, the murder, the death, the trauma, the decades of sectarian abuse. Wool on my face. <laughs> no. <laughs> That is the deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so another question we ask on this podcast is we sort of say, what would you say to that person now? So the person who perpetrated the crime. But I guess here... I, I, so whose guns were they? Were they well, your, you were, you your husband's up, family? You? Yeah, they weren't mine. My, my daft old father-in-law died and didn't say, by the way, boys, there's <laughs> okay, guns lying about. Didn't even leave a will. He just left a tape. Not, a lot of the family were dyslexic. I mean, seriously, seven of them? No, two of them are at least lazy and not reading. So... <laughs> They can't all be dyslexic, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, that's, that's just statistically untrue, isn't it? When I wrote my autobiography, Hand Stands in the Dark, and the, 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 the publisher said, are you worried your husband's... I bet none of them can read. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. Anyway, um, yeah, it was, set, it was set up, you know. It, it, it just What happened was is my father-in-law had been seeing this younger woman who had already been going with his son. Don't even ask, it's like the Borgias. So, and she was, you know, as soon as he died, she was told to go away and pick flowers or something. And um, and she wrote a map and told the police everything. Um, she's what's known as a grass. Oh, wow! <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so... I saw the I saw them looking at a map and I thought if she threw that you're fucked because <laughs> she also can't read. So it was a very weird family. So who got arrested for real then? Uh, nothing. They couldn't make it stick. So that's that. Wow! <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Oh man, you are already the best booking decision we've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are going to um, solve a true crime case uh, now. If everyone's up for that, Woo! okay. So let's take ourselves back to 1985. Oh, wow! <laughs> someone likes Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. Hold that thought because someone goes to New York. That doesn't link. <laughs> Segways are hard, people. Um, so we're discussing. Don't embarrass yourself in Wales. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we're discussing the case of two people who travelled from Ireland to New York in 1985. So far, so normal. However, this journey made headlines across the world and involved the police. Oh. So my first question to you is, why? Why did it make so many headlines? And why were the police involved? What on earth happened? Two people. Two people. W were they hanging off the back of an aircraft? Or <laughs> Okay. <laughs> did they did they sneak into the plane? You know, stowaways. Stowaways. We've got oh. stowaways from That's Detective Godley. Wait, so it's 1985. Sure. They've gone from Ireland to New York. Yeah. And why is it a big thing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, just recap. <laughs> um, <laughs> you go. <laughs> uh, did they disagree about it's hip to be square? 
Is that a 1985 reference? I don't know. <laughs> or is one of them? Is one of them on the run? Ah, well, no. Actually, Janie, you've kind of got it spot on. They were stowaways. They were stowaways. You fucking dancer. <laughs> I'm so good at this. <laughs> I've already won this. <laughs> Tell me. Well, the twist is the two people were Keith Byrne and Noel Murray, and they were aged 10 and 13. That's right. Oh, yes. So they didn't have any parents with them. They had no money, no passports, and they made it from Ireland to New York. Wow. Wow. But this is why today's kids are so fucked up, because 80s parenting was like, we had freedom. We were allowed to do stuff, and now look at us. If I I just try to stand at a bus stop as a kid and move away from my mum, she's not fucking at me with a scandal. (laughs) She took her skull off and beat me near to death, you know? (laughs) Even if my mum went, take the bins out, I'm like, no, fucking coma. <laughs> well, I mean, these these kids. It all started one afternoon when they were playing out in their hometown of Darndale in Dublin. Keith's mum had said, "Don't go far. Tea's nearly ready." And they were like, "We won't, bitch." <laughs> well, they said, "We won't," and um, they end up in New York. I'll take you on the journey. Oh, Why do you think they wanted to go to New York? Like, were they wanting to go see like a football match or a boxing match or an event or something? Oh yeah, Yankees fans. Yankees fans. Or um, maybe O2 were playing. O2. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh my God. You meant YouTube? <laughs> I thought you said YouTube. And I'm like, O2, oh, YouTube, no. YouTube. I'm like, what's going on? Oh God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, O2 were playing, and the big hit Oxygen was one of the big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh no this is not good for my future memory <laughs> I'll, gi- I'll just, give you- just keep going Katie. i'll give you a clue jenny again you were pretty close but they wanted to meet someone someone from a tv show Ooh. Ooh. was it the fawns the fawns good guess but it's new york so uh, what was being filmed in new york in 1985 was it sylvester stallone sylvester stallone no. Was it? Was it Donald Trump? Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet him <laughs> again. Jamie, do you have any opinions on Donald Trump? No. <laughs> no, he's my boyfriend. I love him. Him and I were on Skype every night talking dirty to each other. Okay. Show me your mushroom. He's like, show me your rice. And like... <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't Donald Trump. It wasn't Sylvester Stallone. No. Uh, Ronald Reagan. Reagan? Who doesn't want to meet the regs? <laughs> I'll give you a clue. Um, the, okay, so he wouldn't be able to go to Ireland to meet them because he ain't getting on no plane. Ooh. Mr. T. Mr. T. Yeah. Yay. They'd uh, seen the A-team and wanted to go meet him. They were like, that would be fun. Let's go to America, find Mr. T, because that's how they thought it would happen. Wow. Why was Mr. T not allowed on aircraft? I don't know whether she's joking. I didn't know this either. When I first started comedy in the mid-90s, I had never seen, because I worked in a pub all my life, so I'd never seen popular TV, and I missed so many references. I remember standing backstage, people like, Mr. T, he can't get on a plane. And I'm like, why can't he get on a plane? I don't understand either. And it was because I had not watched TV in like 12 years because I was busy fucking making money and trying to bring a child up. And uh, so now I know Mr. T apparently doesn't like flights or getting on planes or 
<laughs> or boats or trains. Hey. No, he does. Somebody's cheap coils just broke. <laughs> Damn it, Marina. <laughs> um, but yeah, literally, so unlike you, these guys had seen him, they'd seen him on TV and they were like, that he's, he seems amazing. Aww. So in August 1985, rather than going back for tea, they hopped on the new train system, the Dart, uh, which had just been built in Darndale, and they travelled to the coast where they sneaked on a ferry to England. Brilliant. I know. These kids, like, uh, he described Keith described himself. God, you have to go there to get to America and for abortions. It's yeah. handy. <laughs> he said he was a... He described himself as he always acted the Egypt, Keith said. Egypt. The Egypt. So this is where... I mean, he, it's a pretty stupid thing to have done. But... Um, so once in England, they shoplifted bags and tracksuits for the journey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. They got on the train to London. They fair hopped. When they arrived in London, uh, it, it was late and they needed somewhere to stay. What did they do? Oh, Ooh. did they do a Home Alone? Like Macaulay, the, the film wasn't out, but did they pretend they had a reservation? Oh, at Mr. Trump's hotel. Well, no, was it? I thought it was. He was in Home Alone too, wasn't he? He is. Yeah. So is this in London? This is, they arrive in London, nowhere to stay. What do they do? It's a they very go, 80s thing. To they go happened. to the Ritz. It's a very 80s thing. Yeah. Ooh. Did they find a dead body near a railway? <laughs> <laughs> They, Always a great place to stay. <laughs> uh, they met a man on the train and they got chatting to him and said they'd know where to stay. And he said, you can stay on my floor. Oh, wow. And I'll drive you back to the morning in the morning to the train station, which he did. And I think it oh, was fine. Nice. Yeah, it was just the 80s. He was like, oh, OK, these kids haven't got anywhere to stay. Aww. Next day. They get the tube to Heathrow. I uh, love that they only got the floor, though. Like, he probably had at least one sofa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Also, like, you'll get the car. If they'd asked a woman if they could stay at her house, she would have, like, rung their parents. <laughs> yeah. The man true. just went, oh, there's two random yeah. children on the carpet. <laughs> that's fine. No further What are you questions? doing tonight, David? I can't come out. I've got two random children, <laughs> two railway children I found, and they're just on my carpet. So I can't come out. I've got to keep an eye on them because fuck knows where they'll end up now. <laughs> Um, so they, they fair hop again and they get to Heathrow on the tube. Uh, and when they get there, they stole some money. Where do you think they stole the money from? A shop? A shop till? A shop till? The, the Bureau de Change. <laughs> oh, Ooh, somebody's been to an airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad guess. Because they need dollars too. Yeah, very dollar, true. Dollar, dollar, dollar. Yeah, I'm with Katie on this one, baby. Uh, they stole it uh, from a charity fountain. <gasps> oh, oh, no. How'd they get in there? Because the, the opening's really small. They've got <laughs> tiny little arms. Oh, they do. What a great <laughs> idea. And they scooped out loads and loads of coins. And they were like, right, that should be enough for the plane. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they got- love these guys so much. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen. No, it do- I should say okay, now yeah, these yeah, kids yeah, are not yeah, sort of like sold to anyone or like, yeah, they, they are absolutely fine. It's just this sort of, of mad adventure they go on. And then they, they manage to do it is the craziest thing. So they've got their jangling down towards security with all this money in their pockets. How do they get through security? It's a tactic they use for the rest of their journey. But how do they do it? Do they go on the luggage uh, thingy? Okay, luggage. Yeah, I'm an international traveller. <laughs> Do they stand in each other's shoulders with a coat? Oh. oh. 
That's nice. Oh my god, I did That's, a business. I yeah. I think they did what I. This is when I was a new comic and I didn't have passes. Can I, my agent's just in there? And I was. We need, I need to talk to my agent. Can I just get in there and talk to my agent? <laughs> Sometimes that would work. Did they pretend? So that, did they say their dad is gone? Sorry. Yeah. No, no. I'm sorry. You were talking. Anyhow, yeah, I think they pretended the parents were on the plane. They yeah. pretended their parents were yes. on the plane. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're ahead. We I just stole Katie's idea. <laughs> I just did it in a louder voice. <laughs> and you made it more concise, to be fair. <laughs> what are you, a man in a writer's room? <laughs> you know what would be fun is a plot twist here. But, I mean, I'm going to give it to Janie. Janie, get your spot on. The, well, they... it was Kate, really. <laughs> it was Kate. I mean, it was the two of you. We're, we're a force. Between us, we're all um, detectives. So they say that their mum and dad are just behind them with the passports and the boarding passes. They just oh. want to go ahead. and Because they're so excited. Yeah. We want to be able to... Oh, exactly. oh the lax 80s. Mm, just <laughs> running onto the tarmac. What a time. So they get into the airport like proper. They're there. And um, before they do that, they go to uh, duty free. Just nick loads of shit. Yeah, loads of stuff, including jewellery, um, like proper oh, Sounds like my husband's family, are you sure? Because <laughs> there are a lot of them are Irish, it's probably a relative. <laughs> so they get jewellery and lots of shit, big Toblerones, etc, etc. Yeah. <laughs> so once inside the airport, they spent all of their coins. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's like a machine that you slot money into. What do you think they spent all their money on? This is very... The grabby thing. The grabby thing, okay. Oh, no. The, the do you mean that... like any businessman? <laughs> <laughs> the Harvey Weinstein machine. <laughs> as, as it's now called. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The coin pushy one. The coin. I love that you think like an airport is an arcade. (laughs) (laughs) Vending machines. Vending machines. Interesting. Well, you were never going to get this because I don't know. Does anyone remember this as a thing that there were like lounge chairs that you could sit on? You'd put a quid in and you could watch TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I went. I I flew through airports in the eighties, taking Ashley to Disneyland in eighty-eight. So I do remember that you could do that. And did, did you do it? No, I, I never saw the telly in the whole of the 80s. I, told you that already. <laughs> I 
might have spotted Mr. Fucking T and understood the reference <laughs> ten years later. <laughs> so basically, they were just like, literally, they were like, oh, it's a telly. And they spent hours just sat there watching telly rather than getting on a plane because uh, mm. there was a TV there. But eventually, they'd used up all their money. So they used the our parents are just behind us thing at the, um, wow. the gate. Yeah. yeah. And the lady at the gate was like, sure, get on the plane. And they were like, okay. <laughs> so they get on the plane. Wow. And so what do you think happened? Were they, were they rumbled? There'd be reserved seating, wouldn't there? Interesting. Okay, reserved it's, seating. It's, as long as it's not full, they can get away with it. Yeah, it's either, oh, I'm sorry. We thought we were E25. <laughs> <laughs> and they just keep moving or they're going to hide. In the toilet and see the empty seats. Yes. Okay, the bogs. Interesting. Actually, no, it, the plane was half full, so they just sort of took oh, a seat okay. at the back, watched a James Bond film <clears throat> on the telly as they went. Uh, they got given a curry so hot that they couldn't eat it, um, but they had the bread. So, <laughs> yeah, these kids were having the great... So what happened basically is the <laughs> the plane was half full, but for a reason. Like, So what reason do you think in 1985 there was half full planes? There's a big, big, big old reason for it. Oh, had there just been a, was it band-aid? a Was everybody, all the pop stars about the day band-aid? Because <laughs> that was nicer. on July 1985. Oh yeah, O2 played yeah. at that, right? They did. <laughs> With their big hat oxygen. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Uh, we've got band-aid. I said terrorist attack. Hadn't there been a recent... Um... Oh. There was a few, wasn't there? People that worked at the post office. I mean, expand. <laughs> I'm sure there was somebody who worked at the post office and nicked a plane and took hostages. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stampy Tom. <laughs> Famous for his hijacking. In between going, d- d- failed, d- d- failed. Oh, I'm about to get a plane. <laughs> no, was, but I do. There is something that rings a bell. There is. It was a terrorist attack. Two months before this, they got on an Air India flight, and two months before, an Air India flight from Canada to Mumbai yeah. had been blown up above Ireland, killing everyone on board. So it was it was the world's deadliest act of aviation terrorism until September the 11th. Um, so security should have been high. Wow. Yeah. It should have yeah. Been high. But these kids were just like. Wow. Our parents just just back there. Wow, and they could check all the liquids they wanted. Sorry, continue. (laughs) (laughs) Moisturising and plucking their eyebrows on the plane. (laughs) Lighters. (laughs) Yeah, there was smoking on planes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Were they still smoking on planes in the 80s? Yep, I remember going to Florida and the woman in front just smoked the whole time. I didn't smoke at the time and Ashley was like... (coughs) My husband's like, for fuck's sake, does she have to chain smoke all the way? Yeah. And they did. They had wee ashtrays on the side. Yes. It was wow. honking. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I always think that now. Like, occasionally I'll get on a plane and it, they'll have an ashtray in front yeah. of me and I'll pull it down and I'll be like, how old is this plane? <laughs> 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 it's scary, right? <laughs> but, um, so, after several hours, these kids cannot believe. Engines haven't changed much, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they they can't believe their luck. They're like they yeah. land in JFK and they're like we were having dinner like only twenty four hours ago. Um, but, but so yeah, now they're gonna nick stuff and the cops have got guns. Good yeah. luck, little kids. <laughs> Sorry, continue. So how do you think they got past passport control? Um, they didn't say their parents were behind them this time. They, they did. Okay, because that was it, my answer. Yeah, I'm like, just repeat the. That's how I got. They just ran. Did they just run through? They just ran through. 
How did they get through passport um, control? Did they hide in the toilets till all the cues were gone and then the guards were gone? Do you know what I mean? They just crawled yeah. through sort of Oh, is this when they jumped on the... No, can you... Is there a baggage carry... No, there isn't. They can't do that. Uh, <laughs> did they... I mean, it's amazing we're not on television. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're in this lecture hall that we are very worthy of. Mm. Essentially, they were being questioned because someone was like, this doesn't feel right. And the moment the guy got distracted with someone else, they just ran under oh, the they gate. Just legged they legged it. it. They legged oh, it. They Tony did. was right. Yeah. Legging it is the way. If in doubt, just run like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're ever, ever questioned as a woman and they stop and people question you and there's authorities or police and I know it's going, I'm sorry, I've got quite a lot of discharge. People can't cope with that one. <laughs> they just run. They're like, oh, she said discharge, I need to run. <laughs> Just throws people completely off. <laughs> I've done it about nine times. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't do that, but <laughs> they get out to the main concourse. Um, and what do they spot? They spot something. Hmm. <laughs> Is somebody holding a sign for a name and they pretend it's for them? Nice. We are the O'Connells. Okay, O'Connells. Um, Mr. T. Mr. T is just there. <laughs> just there in the airport swinging these big chains. Um, I heard you wanted to meet me. <laughs> what was on the concourse? Um, was it like a bus or something? They just jumped on it? Yeah. Right, okay. It was more lounge chairs with the tellies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, we talk about screen addiction now. <laughs> Big of 80s kids some coins. I love it. International stowaways. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, it's a telly. Oh. <laughs> so they just watched American TV for a couple of hours, which is like quite <laughs> Actually, exciting. That is really fun when you come like come over from England and watch American TV. It is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. They've got so You're many welcome. adverts. <laughs> They've got Sesame Street. <laughs> they got all the stuff. Yep, I remember seeing Ashley was so excited to see American Telly when we went over. There were just hundreds of adverts for arse cream in between everything. <laughs> a lot of arse cream adverts. A lot of arse cream adverts. <laughs> Sorry, um, they were in the, in the hotel, the, the airport lounge watching TV. They're watching TV and so after like a few hours, they're like, oh, we need to do something. So they approached uh, well, a security guard um, who it turned out was a policeman. But what do you think they asked the security guard? They asked him a question. Oh. Is it, where's Mr. T? Where's Mr. T? <laughs> Did they ask him, um, um, what's your star sign? <laughs> I don't know. Ask them. Ask them if he knows a place where kids can go who normally stow away. <laughs> Is there a special stowaway room? Yeah, I'm asking just for, for the crack. <laughs> Taylor, no. Okay. And they said, "How do you get into town?" Which oh, is no. I know, which is sweet. Um, so he questioned where their parents were, and after a while, they just came clean, and they said they bunked. This in... is the first adult that has <laughs> questioned any yes. of this. It's oh, this whole fucking journey. This is the first time a human stood up and went, "Well, you know, either they are very small businessmen, <laughs> yeah, right. or they're children, and we need to protect them." Weird. Um, they said they bunked in on a plane. <laughs> Oh, they told him? Yeah, they did. They were just like, okay, we're going to come clean at this point. And so the policeman didn't understand what they meant. So they got taken to the uh, the police we station. We have trouble with accents, all right? <laughs> we have one way of speaking. So by the time they um, get to the uh, police station, the, the word has got round about these two kids who have travelled to Brilliant. New York. Yeah, right. They've just... 
they've travelled there and they were just like celebrities to these yeah. policemen. And they were like, oh my God, come on in. So they, <laughs> he's in the interview room being interviewed, the two kids, mm-hmm. and detectives just keep coming in and just laughing. Ah, it's so good to listen to. <laughs> it's quite oh, yeah. sweet. Meanwhile, the mother's like, it's very cold now. His <laughs> <laughs> sausages are just fucking stuck to the plate now. <laughs> Kill you when you get back, wherever you are. <laughs> so then Keith asks to hold something belonging to one of the policemen. Is that oh. a penis? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, we all thought it. <laughs> Don't all look at me like, why would you say that? Everybody went penis as soon as... She's right. <laughs> gun. Gun, penis. Um, the packet of mints penis shaped he was gun. holding. Penis-shaped gun. Okay, gun, sorry. penis, scissors, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> penis beats gun. <laughs> Wait, in what scenario? <laughs> like... Well, why do you think all Americans want guns? True. So it was his gun. Did he let Keith, 10-year-old Keith, 10-year-old Irish Keith, from, he's, he's come over on the plane. Did he let him hold his gun? I mean, yeah. Of course he did. <laughs> sure, son. Yeah. Of course. Of course he did. And then Keith became a policeman that day. <laughs> <laughs> he did. It's the 80s. Uh, he took the bullets out because he's not an idiot. Um... <laughs> Keith immediately aimed it at Noel and shouted, bang! Oh my God. Oh. Of course he did. <laughs> the cops just bloody fell about. They, <laughs> oh, they loved it. God. Absolutely loved it. Today's kids are such fucking wimps, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the laughing stopped when they realised that the boys had flown in on Air India and that was when the police were like, oh shit, we should do our jobs and take this seriously. That's a massive security mm-hmm. breach. So they tell their story. They say, this is how we do it. And they're like, oh shit, okay. So that night they get put up in a penthouse suite in a hotel. Oh my God, it is like Home Alone. <laughs> it is. The two boys and they have five security guards uh, who handcuffed them to the bed. What? Oh. Okay, that, that's taken a turn. <laughs> <laughs> this has went dark. <laughs> yeah. There are some safeguarding issues, I think, here. Nothing, like, it, it's really weird. Like, nothing, I, I, from what they say, nothing bad happened. But they were just like, the two boys were like, what? like we're not a security threat. We're just two lads who have managed to make all our way, our way from Ireland to New York. Unless we see a chair with a TV attached. <laughs> <laughs> And there's yeah. no stopping us. <laughs> so what do you think the boys did? Like, what was their solution to this? Watching oh. TV in bed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they can watch all the TV. What if they need the loot? They had little wrists, so they slipped the handcuffs. <laughs> That's all they did. Yeah, they just, they, literally, they were just like, we're tiny little boys, we can get out of this. So they right. got out, they got out of the uh, handcuffs. Um, and the security guards were like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like, you are just, that's uh, fine, it's fun. It's fun. So they got some BLTs and some chips. Uh, Yummy. I love that they didn't think that the security guards were enough. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. They need to be chained to the beds. We I- don't trust ourselves. So these masterminds. I know. So basically, these the kid. This is the thing because they are they were just kids and they were worried about how they were going to get home because they're like, well, we're here but we haven't got any money to get home. So like, we've got to make some money. So, what do you think they tried selling to the security? Sorry, guards? has no 
nobody called Ireland yet. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, I just have to put that out there and question what is happening here. They're in a hotel. Like a day has gone by. Has no one phoned Ireland? I know it's tricky because it's like, what's the fucking country code? But eventually you get it. Yep, they do. Did they form a dance troupe? <laughs> And put on a impromptu show in the West End of New York <laughs> and Broadway. Did they do a Broadway musical? My God, called We Jumped on a Plane. <laughs> the musical. Did they do that? Is this where River yeah. Dance got started? Yeah, Michael Flatley. Like Flat. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, I I wish it was that. Um, they tried to make money. Did they just panhandle? Oh, they go out they've and... got that jewellery that they nick. Yeah! Oh, Yay! Katie! Yeah. Katie! Good job listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they have the bracelets they'd stolen. Yeah, the O2 bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> So they made about $300. Does um, Mr. T buy one wait, of them? Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Go on. They sell police officers yeah. stolen goods. Yeah, that's what I'm at. And the police buy them. They don't just arrest them for another crime. You no, know, you know. So they... the police just go, here's two be cheeky tinkers and they've got diamonds on them. And yeah, we'll buy them at cut down prices, yeah. of course. <laughs> what the fuck? Why didn't the police go, why have you got yeah. shop hard bracelets on you? Yeah. And necklaces? Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, I, li- I read one sort of quite jaunty article about this that said that they uh, bought them for their wives and prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> These kids made $300. Well um, done. Yes, well which is about done. $800 today. Reganomics. It was all about entrepreneurship. <laughs> well done. What a world. And Usually the US police. selling bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were in New York for another couple of days, visited the Empire State Building, were splashed all over the front of the newspapers, having the time of their lives, right? And meanwhile... We're going to go back to Ireland. And who's paying for that, though? Because $300 isn't going to last that long in New York. <laughs> Who, who's taking them up the Empire State Building? That's, That's like one diner visit. <laughs> That's like, I got the double stack of pancakes Maybe and all my money the guy who got all the bracelets for his prostitute lady. Then Maybe he thought, we well, you know, these want boys... A day have, out. Yeah, these boys, <laughs> these very small boys have stolen some lovely diamonds for my Lulu. <laughs> So he treated them to days out. Right, you yeah. do that if you find a small child with a lot of jewellery. <laughs> I'll, I'll show him a good time. It's just instinct. It's just instinct. Like, These will fit my Lulu beautiful. Would you like to go up the upstairs, up, uh, Empire State Button? Yes, I would. Would you like a burger? Yeah. Do you have any more diamonds? Yes, I do. <laughs> Fucking hell, this, this is the weirdest. Yeah. I miss the 80s. Oh, I know, right? It just makes time. you nostalgic. Um, so back in Ireland, their mums had reported them missing. Of really? course they Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I want to hear about what the mums are going to yeah, say about too. this. I'm with Katie. I want to know what can Breeze and Neve had to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is my question. is how do you, What do you think the mums were thinking? What was going through their minds? They're probably like, thank fuck, they were right annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody they ran away in a plane. I was ready to put them on one myself. <laughs> no, keep them, keep them as long yeah, as just you want. It. Could you hold on to them till October? <laughs> <laughs> 
My ma used to put us on a train to Arbroath. I mean, we were really annoying in the 60s. She just put, put us on the train and we'd get to Arbroath and go off and go, you know, and then they'd put us on the train back. <laughs> <laughs> that happened a lot. <laughs> just random kids on a train like, have you been putting the train to it? Yeah, what? <laughs> Mums are like, thank fuck. <sighs> you know? Oh my God. You don't believe me, it's true. A hundred and ten percent. It's called it's called Gontier Broth. <laughs> wow. It's like a time. Sometimes out with I wanted wheels. to put I wanted to put Ashley on a fucking train to Airbroth a few times, but <laughs> so so the mammies, what happened? <laughs> it's like a timeout. <laughs> but with, but with many stops. <laughs> oh my god. Well I mean that sure, they're worried sick, of course they are. And they get a knock at the door a few days later, after they first went missing. It wasn't like a few days later after they'd turned up in New York. Great. And um, the policeman said the boys have been found at JFK Airport. And apparently one mum said like, oh, good, he's only at the airport. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> and she was like, wait, what What airport? <laughs> um, so back at home, mums know, okay, they're all right. They're getting flown back. Before they, before, oh, these cops love these kids. So they're given loads of I love New York merchandise. and God. Flags and um, we but, love a mascot. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> so the uh, the local oh. uh, policeman back in Ireland who knew the lads quite well because they'd been naughty boys uh, previously, <laughs> he went to pick them up from the airport. They flew back to Dublin. <laughs> what what do you think he said to them when they walked towards him? Did you see Mister T? <laughs> <laughs> Did he say that? I dreamed a dream of Mr. T, but he was not there in the air. <laughs> Katie, what do you think this man said? This policeman. He said, you've really done it this time. <laughs> I mean, Katie's closest because he just went, you stupid fuckers! <laughs> Yay! Oh. <laughs> oh. He was so pissed off. It's my favourite part of this story because, like, That's great. he is just like, sit in the back and shut up. Oh, and then they great. had all of their American flags and they waved them out the window. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> It's real. It's a real. This is real. It's a true story. So Noel and Keith, uh, they're super scared about because they don't know because they haven't spoken to their parents on the phone. They don't know how their parents are going to react. Um, so, how do you think the parents reacted when they met the kids again? When the kids turned up, <laughs> punched them right in the face. <laughs> I threw a hot chip pan at them because that's what my mum would have done. <laughs> That's not a true story. <laughs> Were they really angry? I mean, or I can imagine they would be like really upset and angry and called them names and scrubbed them by the neck and, and did that thing you do to kids where you hold them on the floor and, and pretend that they're dying. <laughs> Just be different. <laughs> I think they were real attachment parenting about it. And they're like, guys, I can hear that you wanted to have an adventure. And Mama appreciates that. I hate the parents. But you the look Janie was giving you as you did that. No. I hate the type of parents. I remember being in a supermarket with Ashley. She was about three and she sat in the trolley and there was a child having a big, 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 big tantrum. And Ashley had never seen that before and she looked at it. And looked at me, I went, if you do that, I'm going to hold you under the bathwater. 
And did she ever do it? Exactly. <laughs> More threats, less hugs. <laughs> I'm not a parent. I don't know. I don't care. Maybe, Psychological maybe. threats do it. Yes. <laughs> Tell I mean, them. It, it say, for me. Say things like, if you keep talking and annoying me see during the night, there's a ghost comes in the window and sucks all the breath out your body. <laughs> it really fucking terrifies them. <laughs> And they never misbehave. <laughs> We've never had a guest who's darker than the crime. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley is so well behaved. So. <laughs> I know it's just a two for one day, but you guys are here on a very special night. <laughs> guys, you'll be pleased to know they the parents were in floods of tears. They were oh. so happy to have their boys well that's what they said in public though yeah Yeah. in private they were sucking the breath at them in the night (laughs) they were running a bath weren't they (laughs) (laughs) yeah they did that thing Glasgow mommy said no it's fine I'll get her up the road she'll be fine fuck you all the way up the road (laughs) no she's I'm gonna have a word with her (laughs) soon as you turn the corner she's like right in the head (laughs) and then they punch you like all the way up the road. That's so, what they did. Yeah, I, I, I think they were like publicly. Oh, how wonderful! In private, you guys are so dead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and they were. They if was... you've been affected by the topics on this podcast, <laughs> apparently Keith and Noel they were friends until they were about sixteen, and then they sort of went their separate ways. Which... Oh, for fuck's sake! You want separate ways? Where New York and Auckland? <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow. They both still live in Ireland and have families and apparently uh, a film is apparently in the works about oh. uh, about their story. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it All for right. Noel and Keith. All Yay! Right. Yay. Yeah. So, that was a great story. It's cute, isn't it? It's kind of like sometimes we'll it's do crazy. sort of like a sort of slightly darker crime. But I was just like, I found that crime and I was just like, this is adorable. I did fuck all as a child that was in any way interesting. And then I read that and I was like, that's that's so cool. But also we knew we had Janie. It was like, don't pour chocolate on chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Let the chocolate speak for us. <laughs> Talking of chocolate, segues are hard. Uh, we need... <laughs> Has anybody here got a listener crime they are willing to Oh, here share? come the purple lights of Whoa. sci-fi. I love it, there's a man in the back just going, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Absolutely oh, not. We, oh, we don't understand consent. No means yes. <laughs> but does any has anybody ever been a victim of a crime and they would share it with us? And you get prosecco, Carver. <laughs> yes, yes, yes please give him a hand. Thank you. Come on up, come, come on, up. on up. This is your mic. Oh, this is your moment. I've had more to drink than the other girls. <laughs> What is your name? Uh, my name's David. Oh, David. <laughs> David, I'm so sorry about Taylor. We're going to take her home pretty soon. <laughs> well, you know what I got? The passes to all the bars. <gasps> <laughs> Hello, David. Hi. David, tell us, when have you ever been a victim of a crime? Earlier this year, actually. Oh. Uh, yeah, so uh, I live in a tenement with my girlfriend, and uh, we've had issues with the door leading to the building. 
uh, the locking mechanism wasn't working intermittently and my bikes were locked at the bottom of the oh. stairs. So, yeah, so one night we, I could hear this banging and uh, when, you know, the next morning, girlfriend goes down and takes a dog and sees all these like aerosol bottles. Someone took a oh. crack at the lock and oh. what that did, that fucked the lock. So I then couldn't take my bike off. It was just oh. stuck there. The doors hadn't been fixed for like another couple of weeks. And then uh, one morning, the dog just started barking. It's about five or six in the morning. I just thought, oh, oh, someone must be fixing the door because uh, we've called the guy in to do that. Sure, he'll do that at five yeah. or six in the morning. <laughs> exactly. He's a, he's a tradesman. <laughs> I'm sure that was him. Yeah, a clock that, oh shit, something might be happening. So, rolled out of bed, immediately just like went down, looked downstairs, the bikes were gone. Oh no! Yeah, so immediately just went back, put on my boots, had to get some clothes on. I ran downstairs. I um, live on Le- uh, Leith Walk, so I just like stepped out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Leith Walk! <laughs> yeah, so I just like, shit, okay. I heard a noise, bikes are gone, but that was like two or three minutes. And m- yeah. both our bikes are like connected together, and only one lock was cut. So the bikes are still connected, so I was Ooh, like, what? Oh, shit. Yeah, they can't they get just, Yeah, they just like broke one of the locks, the lock that was broken. So thankfully, I didn't have to do anything for that lock. So <laughs> yeah, so I ran out the door. I just turned right and then turned down the side street. And I was like, right, okay. I just like kept an ear out and I could hear just like, down the Shut up. Were you in like, were you in your Jimmy Jams? Were you like, I'm just, I want to picture it. PJs and boots. I love this. Yeah, I think I'm a dressing gown. Did I have my dressing gown? Yeah. So I'm a dressing gown and I could hear the saw next to this other block of flats. And it's just this dude was like crouched down, sawing away at the. Did you kick him in the head? Because I'd have kicked a fucker right in the head. Especially if he was bent down, that's fucking proper ready. I mean, that is why I put the boots on. Yeah. <laughs> but he did have a sore, so I was like... Nah, but once he's fucking unconscious when you're <laughs> him in the head. Nah, nah, I just shouted at him, just said, I called the police, and he just kind of stood up, just net, just like skinny boy, just like, huh? and then just legged it. Well done. Yeah, anyone in the head <laughs> what a shame okay oh that is great well done and fortunately meant i didn't have to pay a guy to break my lock so they, right, they right. did that for me so yeah <laughs> win win <laughs> i think if should, anything i appreciate this <laughs> I, think, I think they should have bikes and, and uh, i've thought about this i think they should make bikes with a special electrical charge so if somebody steals it you can press a button and it fucking electrocutes yeah. them yeah. That's genuinely brilliant. Uh, is, 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 that, is that Dragon's Den? Because <laughs> I've got, could you activate my bike, please? <laughs> Somebody like me. <laughs> right up his balls through the seat. <laughs> <laughs> activate nice. the electric. <laughs> that is brilliant. I love that you solved your own crime. You solved your yeah. own crime. Yeah. You solved David, everybody. Well, I mean, I was just picturing the rejections on Dragon's Den, like Theo Pavita's being like, you know, I've worked in electronics. <laughs> and I tried to make an electronic bike and it didn't work, so I'm out. <laughs> just how it goes. 
Jenny, apart from, I mean, turning up on Dragon's Den surely pretty soon, <laughs> what are you up to? What do you want to plug? What have you kind of like, have you got anything to tell our, our, our listeners at home as well, of course? Um, I've got a new book out. It's Go on. It's first time into fiction and it's crime fiction. Ooh. Um, and it's called Nothing Left Unsaid and it's at the book festival this month. Oh. And um, you can get it on my website, jennygodley.com. And um, I've got a Radio 4 thing coming out and I'm going on tour next year and it's called Not Dead Yet. That's if I don't die. (laughs) So everybody's like, how are you? I'm like, not dead. So (laughs) that's a good thing. So far, I'm winning. You're winning for now, right? <laughs> so far, it's got a high 70 and 90 chance of coming back. But as my daughter said, only you could get stage 3B cancer and be okay after it. <laughs> yeah, creepy weird fuck that you are. <laughs> so, you so, kicked yeah. it in the head. <laughs> yeah, I booted it right in the head. Actually, I didn't. I just let all the chemicals happen. People say weird things when you get cancer. You've been mm. doing so brave and you've been so strong. I fucking cried every single time I'm ready to cry now is so difficult and I was never brave and I was never strong and I was never fighting it I just went give me all the chemicals you've got and I'll suck them all to kill this and that's what I did and they operated and gave me a full hysterectomy if you ever want to feel like a spatchcock chicken (laughs) so get that done Um, so yeah I'm feeling a lot better now what? I mean, well, that, it's great. It's great. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. Even yes, if it was a, a two for one and you were dragged along by someone else. Thank you for coming. Um, it's been so nice to have you here. I hope you have a brilliant Edinburgh. And thank you so much to our amazing yes, guest, Janie Godley. Thank you. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, You can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.